Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to the latest episode of Apparently Speaking. Every month, a parent panel episode is dedicated to talking with parents on various topics. On today's parent panel, I'll be talking with three amazing dads about some of their experiences being dads. This episode is sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. So I want to welcome dads Dan Larison, Mark Lyle, and my husband Ryan to the show. So when I thought of great dads, you guys definitely came to mind. Some of the first ones that came to my mind. So thank you for being here and welcome. Thanks for having us. All right. So first of all, just start out. Let's tell, tell us about your families a little bit. I can go first. All right. Dan Larison. I have five kids. Uh, two are in college. Uh, our, our middle one is uh, it's our only boy. He's a junior in high school. And then we have an eighth grader. And then a surprise. Uh, she's <laughs> Blessing. Five, yes. She's five years old. We thought uh, when we found out we were pregnant, this will either kill us or you know keep us young. So, But it's been great. So I yeah, have five kids. All right, good. So you're going to have, with five kids in that big age, age range, you're going to have a lot of... A lot of words of wisdom and a lot of stories for us, I'm sure. <laughs> you are. Mark. Yeah, we, we uh, Anna and I have kind of a fun time right now in our lives because we have senior, senior. So we have a senior in college, uh, Gracie, and uh, we have a, a senior in high school, Tommy. And uh, so we are figuring out how to get one off into career and one off into college. And so, uh, I yeah. can't believe that. And it's a crazy, a crazy yeah. fun time. All right. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear about that. I, I feel like, oh, when you said that, like, I don't envy you because I don't want that to happen. But yeah. I know there are fun things about it, too. Absolutely. Ryan? Yeah, I've got a sophomore in high school, a daughter who is 15. And I've got a son who's in sixth grade, Kobe. And then I have Carly, who is seven. She's in second grade. And uh, so I'm very blessed to have three All right. kids. Right. And your wife's awesome. My wife is um, amazing. Uh, <laughs> absolutely amazing. All right. So what are some challenges? We'll start with kind of challenges and we'll move to all the positive. Like, what are some challenges that you've had just with being a dad? Anything? I think the, the weird thing I think of with challenges is that I've lived long enough as a dad now that I've seen stages of challenges. And uh, I think the, there's, <laughs> there's almost a survival stage early on, like, am I going to is this child going to stay alive? You know, am I going to be able to take care of this child in such a way that they live into their adolescence? And you get ready for that, and then you move to the emotions of adolescence and middle school, and now they're uh, adults, and they start to leave you. Oh, <laughs> and, see, that's what I meant. No, it's, it's, it really is cool. I, when we dropped Grace off for college, I cried for about five minutes really hard, and... Then as Anna and I were driving, as did Anna, but as we were driving home, we talked about there was this weird sense of pride that we had mm. made it. We had gotten our kids to the place where they're on their own. Yeah, they're going to the make goal. it. She's it, independent yeah. and yeah, you she can't do the it. Other way, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. Right. Yeah. She did it. She's able to go. She's being, she's successful. She's happy. So, right. That is the goal. And you did it. Yeah. So but different. Still. So challenges. Yeah. All along the way, mm-hmm. but some is, is uh, moving, doing that transition from absolute caretaker to like coach slash friend mm. and making sure that I make those transitions in between. 
And that's hard, I think. And I, I think years ago, you and I talked about this a little bit because you said to me, like, with Callie being, you know, seven years older than Carly, you're like, you're kind of moving into that with her, but then still, you know, Absolutely. more ultimate caretaker with Carly. And it is hard to make that adjustment and kind of like knowing when to let go a little bit and then, you know, when not to. And so it is a little bit tricky. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it is a it is a challenge to go through those those bumps when you're not sure you you have this this ideal path sort of that you want your kids to be on the kind of person you'd you'd hope that they would be, and then they'll do things where you think they're not like I want them to be. You know what what's going to happen to them long term? But then it's a phase, it's a stage, and and you know they come out the other end, um, and they do become their own people, not the way you you think at first. But yeah, that, that stages that's that's good. What Mark said. Yeah, and that's good what you said, too, just kind of being able to realize they might not be exactly what you think or want, but they're probably better. You know, I mean, they're yeah. great. They're their own people, person. which is, yeah. again, the goal, um, not just to be exactly what you want, but that would be a little bit, you know, it's a little hard at first. Like, no, 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 I want you to, yeah. this was my vision for you. You know, and they're like, well, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, someone wise told me once, uh, it's the, the goal is independence, but it's not what they are when they're 14, but when they're 40. Which is hard, because oh, yeah. I don't, I, you know, that's not what yeah. we have them. We just, we just invest in them, and then you hope, yeah. Right, and they will be, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that you know, you you start as a as a, as a dad. I started. I had no manual. There's no instructions. You're you're kind of flying blind. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never done this before. Um, I think that's, you know, the ultimate challenge as a parent is you don't know what you're doing. And as soon as you start to figure it out, they go into a new stage, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I just had it, you know. And so now I got to learn all over again this new stage. And then they go into a new stage once you start getting that stage down. So, yeah, I think that's the challenge, kind of what you guys already alluded to, is just um, you, you almost – you can read all the books you want. You can get all the advice you want, which is good. But ultimately, you have to do – you figure out your kid and what's best for your kid, and every kid's different. And then you think you have your first one figured out, and the second one comes along, they're completely different. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the challenge is you figure out the kid how, how each kid ticks, what what – motivates them what is the best way to get the best out of them and help them become everything that god wants them to be um and that's the challenge you know every day and then learning but you have good you had good instincts and i think it came naturally for you and i'm i'm certain for the both of you as well you know like some some guys you see and it's like you know they love their kid especially when they're babies you know they're like uh they just they don't know what to do or they don't want to like break them so to speak you know they think that kind of thing or things just don't come very naturally which doesn't mean they can't evolve into a great dad but I know for you um it was you're, you're pretty natural with kids in general so it did seem to come pretty naturally thank to you. you you're welcome I, I have thought about that though I, I when we had Emmy our oldest Pam and I thought that parenting was essentially this set of principles that if you match them almost like you know like tennis here are the rules Here's how you serve. Here's a forehand. Here's a backhand. Now you can put more time into it and get better at it. But as long as you know those principles, you'll be set. And then we realized there are no principles. So, I mean, there are, but there's not, it's like you said, it's not a manual and it's not a set way you have to do things. And I think parenting is, is as much for our growth as it is for our children. Mm, that's a good point. And I know, and like you said, and you alluded to this too, it is, you have to do things differently for each kid. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was, for me, I'm not obviously a dad or a mom, but that was surprising a little bit. Like, oh, well, this is what worked with, you know, this one. And it's like, oh, that's not going to work at all, you know, mm-hmm. with this one, because they are different people. Miriam, I like what you said too. It's, it, it, it reminded me there's a, there's a subtlety. It's almost a, maybe an initial mindset, 
of it seems like dads that that end up doing great are dads that kind of understood from the beginning I get to be a dad mm-hmm. not I have to be a dad mm-hmm. yep. um, totally and there and maybe even if that's all they hang on to initially that's like with Ryan that's part of the instinct of I'm gonna figure this out yeah mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna hang in here and I'm gonna end up being somebody that has a great influence in my kid's life with a lot of work yeah, and a lot yeah. Of time. that's great advice <laughs> mm-hmm. too though yeah. you know even for new dads or soon to be dads or whatever you get to be a dad yeah. and not everybody gets to be a dad right. so you get to be a dad like you said not like oh i have to be um i mean i'm sure there are there are days you know what i mean oh, there sure. are days where you feel like sure. oh you know but but overall you get to be you have the awesome amazing privilege of being a dad right i like that so so with that like what are some of the best parts what have some of the best parts been and and not that they're over i mean they're still to come but so far what are some of the best parts have been about being a dad well, I'll jump in on this one. Um, I just the unconditional love that kids give, no matter what kind of day you've had on your worst day, when you feel like you feel lousy, you know, your kids don't care. You come home and they just think you're the greatest thing in the world and, and they hug you and they love you no matter what. And I never forget um, when my daughter Callie, when she was little and she was just a little toddler starting to walk. Um, I coached high school soccer and I just had a really tough loss and I was really bummed and I'll never forget. It was like the first time she came running across the field to me and I always took losing hard and this was a long time ago, but, um, I saw her running across the field and nothing else mattered at that point. I didn't care about the game, that loss and those, those feelings. And all I want to do is I picked her up and held her and she was happy and laughing. And all she cared about was I was her dad and I was the greatest guy in the world, you know? And from that point on, it just, it, you know, it, it just changes the dynamic of everything that way you look at things because, you know, no matter what, my kids love me no matter what and they think I'm the best and no matter how bad my day's been, I know I can look forward to that. So that's yeah. the highlight for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my kids, we have this, I don't know how it started, but we have steps, you know, right in the entryway. Uh, and uh, as soon as they were old enough, they would, I, again, I don't know how it started, but they would jump from the top and I would catch them. <laughs> Sometimes I wasn't quite prepared, but <laughs> we've never had a an injury. But yeah, they I come home, they're though. so excited. I'm tired some days, and I'm frustrated, or and they're like, "Daddy, daddy!" and they jump into my arms. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Make them still do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's now six two one eighty five, yeah, so wow. he could hurt me. You might want to be careful with that one. <laughs> he has to come down a couple <laughs> steps to do that now. Um, no, although I do love. Tommy still hugs me, yeah. and uh, he's he's bigger than me, and Aww. that is that's a that's a one that's really super cool. nice, wonderful. That's a testament to you too, though. Well, that and and yeah. to my mentors. I mean, right. there are a lot of guys I had in my life that said this is the kind of thing that's valuable. This is this is what matters. You know, uh, a simple hey, there is no uh, there is no quality time without quantity of time. That stuck mm. in my head and just said you, you know, but. Oh my gosh, the joys! It it really that, it's a staggering question, Miriam. It is because uh because being a dad is a joy. Mm-hmm. It's um, I can't believe how much it has unselfed me mm. and how much I needed unselfed. I didn't realize how dangerous my selfishness was and how um, I got the opportunity to sacrifice on behalf of my kids. Um, just seeing them grow, as I said earlier, seeing them grow into young adults. Um, you know, we traveled last summer with them, and they, it was it was camaraderie. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, hey, did you get the diaper bag? Right. You know, <laughs> we didn't take our life 
tough stuff from one place to another. We went and experienced joys and life memories and gosh, that's, that's awesome. Just, that's yeah. just yeah. one of And yeah. they'll never forget either. Yeah. And they're never forgetting any of those things. Jumping off the stairs, you know, they they mm-hmm. really won't. Any of those things. Um, the kids will remember that too. Trust me, for sure. So um when you mentioned diaper bag. So when your kids were little and you were in that diaper bag phase and little babies so what kind of dad were you when your wife when your wives were gone so were you like the dad that called like every five minutes and was super annoying like how do I do this what do I do oh my gosh like you didn't know what you were doing or were you like I got this and you figured it out and you enjoyed maybe did you enjoy that time because I know Ryan I'm going to speak for you for a minute I think he, he enjoyed sometimes when I wasn't there because then he got to do things his way you know what I mean and it was fine all was fine without me you know and it was just it was the way he wanted to do it. I loved it. I mean, I, I mean, Gee, I love. Thanks. I, no, no, I love. <laughs> I love the opportunity just to be with the kids and and yeah. try things and figure things mm-hmm. out. And to this day, the kids have a joke: when "Mom's gone. It's Thunderdome. It's yeah. chaos. You know, and all this." And which is really funny because we've never had one issue, like a major issue. But they like to exaggerate a little bit just because sometimes we'll get silly and crazy or things get a little, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, I always my goal was I'm not calling her. Unless it's like, you know, I really need to know something. Um, first, I didn't want to bother her, and I want her to know she could feel good about leaving and not have to worry about me. But and that was always my goal is to, you know, try to do it kind of my way and um, maybe be different but not have to bug her and call her and, you know, figure it out. So, yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. I, I loved it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I wasn't the uh, call call your wife and figure out what you're supposed to do every 10 minutes. But um, but my wife would, would definitely agree. I was the one that was lenient. On uh, well, this is what the norm is. Here's the structure. Here's the expectation. But I only get to be home with you one day a week or something like that. And so, well, we can bend the rules. Yeah. So I was really laid back, and I, I guess I figured if it's not gonna kill them, it's probably okay. <laughs> they turned out fine. They're good. So yeah, that's, good, that's hilarious. That's a good motto, not gonna kill that's them. That's okay. I don't know if Anna knew we were playing good cop, bad cop, but <laughs> yeah. I was the bad cop, and so it was. You know, no, it was. Uh, as cool as I, I'd like to make myself sound, uh, Anna will say at times she was raising three kids because when <laughs> when she took off, we would just do, like Ryan, like you said, just try to do crazy stuff and stuff <laughs> that mom might not be as comfortable yeah, with. Right. Yep. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a dad nugget in there <laughs> yeah, that's somewhere. Good. That's or, fine. Oh, absolutely. That's and there's nothing wrong with that because I think no. you, we, you, she, we each bring something to the table. They have a blast mm-hmm. with her. She has her own stuff that she does. In and a then different way. I, my approach is different or I do things different. And that's what's so cool is they get a chance to experience both. And I think we bring that different dynamic that dads are supposed to bring. Yeah. And supposed to do dumb things and yeah, you know. I always always found that ice cream shops cover a lot of lack of creativity yes. too, you know. Yeah. So you just <laughs> we ate That's a lot of hilarious. ice cream when Anna was gone. That yeah. probably will never change. That'll always work, not. no matter what the not. ailment is, right? Ice cream. What about um, discipline? Like, what would your parenting style? It, what is it, or what was it? You know, when that as far as discipline. Dan, you're like super laid back, probably. Ideally, like, it's fine. or in reality? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, in yeah, reality. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Pam and I try to uh, take the time to discuss with them why uh, we're disappointed, or you know, th- what they did isn't appropriate, and um, and so we try. We would try to make the discipline so that they understand it, and that they say they recognize yeah, this was wrong, and that they can actually say I'm sorry. And then try to have some discipline that that relates to it. You know, you didn't clean your room, and now you're gonna do a lot of cleaning. You know, that kind of thing. Um, 
Yeah, but uh, again, I not was not super strict. You're not, yeah, no, yeah. And I think, yeah, now that that with, with kid number one, we were a lot more strict, and with number five. Our older ones are saying, she gets oh, away with exactly. their names, or yeah. do you just yeah. regularly refer to them by <laughs> right. numbers? Right, they say you get to do everything, yeah. yeah. I'm the youngest of four, and they always said that to me, like, you get, we never would have been able to do that. Right. And my older two even say that sometimes with, you know, about Carly. Oh, I wasn't allowed to do that till whatever, and now she is. Yeah. But, like, well, but I do think that there, there's been a perspective change. Like, we were serious about you know, brushing your teeth, washing your hands before dinner. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, we used to do that. You know, the washing <laughs> we, the hands before dinner. We used to dinner. brush our teeth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one's still pretty important. Pam, I'm yeah, going to stick right. up for Pam for a minute. The kids still brush their teeth. Right, they okay? do. Okay, so do. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though. And, Mark, you're not strict either. Well, you know, electric shock therapy <laughs> seems harsh. <laughs> but, no, we, um, you know, we actually made me chuckle when Dan was was – talking about what they do he it we so dinner table scenario is probably a pretty good one for us um if they acted up during at dinner we would send grace around the corner to sit on the stair which for an extrovert which is what she is that was like death she would have preferred corporal punishment Mm. or anything else but that was torture and tommy is an engineer like we sent him around and that didn't work for him. I mean, he would sit there and we wouldn't hear anything. Be... So just a reminder that even with discipline, we had yeah, to understand our kids well to understand what discipline good point. meant to them right? and how to discipline them. Um, but but we were the, probably the most important thing we did for our kids um, is Anna and I always let them know we, we Anna and I, are on the same page. You, you, hopefully they will see consistency. Hopefully they will know it doesn't matter. You go to mom, mom's going to say, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. This is what you did. This is what happens. That kind of consistency, I think, made a big difference in Grace and Tommy's life. That's great. So. That's important. Yeah, and we try to do the same. I mean, there are many times where, like, maybe Ryan's telling them something, or, and I'm like, what? Why? What is the big deal? But I try. I'm sure I don't do it every time. But like, or if they're not looking and he looks at me, I'm like, what? Why? You know what I mean? Or later, I'm like, that was, you know, that was, you made a big deal about that. But I try not to do it in front of them. And they, they do know, like, if you ask, and I know if they're trying to do that, you know, I'm like, did you already ask dad this? You know what I mean? Yep, yep. And they kind of laugh. I'm like, no, 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 just go, go talk to him about it again. But and they, they tease you, Ryan, and they say, they say, Mom's a softie, you're the hardy. <laughs> but he's not, actually. Well, we were married 11 years before we had kids. I taught and coached for a long time before we had kids. And so, you know, it's so – I'm bringing in that mentality of discipline that worked really well. That was one of my strengths as a teacher and a coach is that discipline and classroom management and those skills that worked. And so I tried to bring that to – as a parent, it is so different once it's your kid. And it's one-on-one. And I'll never forget, like, my little, my little sweet Callie, my firstborn – She's like two years old, three years old, and and um, the defiance in her. I was like, "Whoa, I'm just used to you tell kids, and they they just oh, Mr. Connor said it, and Coach Connor said it, whatever, and, and that was it. it. I would tell them it was a done deal, and I'd warn you once, and then there was consequences. And and I'm just looking at this little girl. She'd come from the time she could talk, and the time she could, she would just stand right up to me, and and I'm like, "What? I didn't know what to do. I was like, that makes me proud. And, <laughs> So, you know, as far as discipline, it was like I had to learn all over again and made a lot of mistakes and had to figure this thing out. And she's very different than Kobe. And the approach is very different. Like Callie and Carly, my two girls, 
if I come strong at them, they come right back at me, and it just freaked me out. Yeah, I didn't wasn't expecting this at all. Then Kobe comes along, I look at him, and he's like, oh, he's all upset and very sensitive, you know. So I'm like, just through my whole idea of discipline and so it's just been a slow <laughs> learning process and just kind of you make mistakes and you learn from them and and but I think for me it's just making sure that I love them so much and love on them so that when I do have to discipline them they understand where it's coming from and so balancing this I think you have to balance the soft side and the hard side you know and I always tell them I'm only as hard as I have to be I'm only as tough as I have to be and I don't want to be but whatever I need to do I'll do but I think if majority of the time they're getting that unconditional love and that soft love. When you give them the tough love, then they're going to respond to that. I think the other, the hard part about, the hard part about discipline also is just you have to, as much as we want to drop down and be friends with our kids, like we talked about when mom's gone and all that, we have to maintain that line of, uh, I'm not primarily your friend and I'm not primarily put here to be your best friend. I'm here to be your dad, and that's even bigger and better. But that's where I think discipline can get hard because if you drop down and go, oh, I'll just take it easier, I'll, you're not doing you don't, your... It is hard. You don't have to be mad at you. You know, you it think that hard. so people do fall. Moms and dads fall into that kind of trap where Easily. then they're just like, well, you know, you want me to be upset or whatever, or you want to have this right. good relationship. Because we're still humans. Right, we don't right. like other people being well, mad at us. Right, or, you know, right. But, yeah. but it doesn't ruin the relationship. It helps it, actually. Absolutely. Yeah. So good points. We're going to take a break and just um, take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back in talk some more with these three dads. For the one in five children who have learning differences like dyslexia and attention deficits like ADHD, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their potential. Serving students in grades K through 12 from more than 80 communities throughout Northeast Ohio, Lawrence School empowers students who learn differently by accepting and affirming the diverse ways they learn, supporting them through their academic journey, and motivating them to excel beyond what they would believe imaginable. The result of these approaches is that students who previously struggled in the classroom are suddenly engaged, motivated, and confident in their ability to be successful learners. Discover the many ways we are reimagining school at www.lawrenceschool.org or by calling 440-526-0717. Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. All right, and we're back talking with um, Dan, Mark, and Ryan uh, just about being dads. You guys have been awesome so far. It's been super fun, learning a lot. I think this is going to be really good. What about, did you guys have met, um, any experiences before you had kids, with kids? Or was it kind of like a new thing? Like, did you have much experience with babies or kids? Or I felt like I was always around kids. Okay. I, I don't remember the context, but... Um... Yeah, I, I wasn't that dad who was like, oh, how do I hold this thing? I, I don't know why. Right. Um, different Just groups, natural. church things. Yeah. And so um, I probably helped my mom as she was serving, you know, with children's things. Uh, yeah, so I was always looking forward to it. Cool. That's good. Yeah, yeah I was around kids a lot. I, I babysat when I was in high school. People were always asking me to watch their kids. And I was like, people, hey, you know, can you play with them or whatever? And um, all through college, um I got very close to my soccer coach in college, and I was the first babysitter his son ever had. I was the first one to ever watch. That was always my claim to fame. Um, so, yeah, even in college. Until I took over. Yes, so. well, you know. <laughs> but, it's it's uh, kind of surprising because you're so tenacious, and you're, you know, like the so the athlete, the coach, but yeah, you have but this I've tender always, side. I've yeah. loved, always loved kids, and I don't know, always connected with them, and just, I don't know. So, I, yeah, a lot of experience with kids and working with them. And, okay, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, not so much. Uh, I'm trying to think or remember. Not so much necessarily with infants, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely through church. Uh, actually, my one of my early jobs was a student ministries guy at a church. So, you know, middle school, high school kids. So hanging around and watching that development. Um, Good. So and, that probably uh, helped just yeah. your comfort levels and plus just your personalities in I, general. Yeah. It's funny. I hadn't, I actually think that's huge. Yeah. I, I hadn't even connected that or thought of that, but gosh, I think I would say to almost any, but if you have a chance, un, try to understand kids before you have your own kids as best you can. Yeah. Just get some experience. Like yeah. you said, whatever it is, volunteering or whatever Absolutely. it is just to be around kids. Yeah, I think that helped me too, even as a mom. I did a lot of stuff with teaching and all kinds of other things like that, you know, just spent a lot of time with kids. And I think that just kind of helped me for sure. Well, and even Ryan mentioned babysitting. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's amazing to me, young young men and women who babysit, it's amazing how much more responsible they end up to, or or just feel like, oh yeah, I got this. Right. I handled this before. Yeah, yeah. Callie does a lot of babysitting and she's very natural and she's confident with it now. So you know, that's good. That's a good thing. I think it does help. Yeah. How about a time when you embarrassed your kids? Can you think of anything off the bat? I know I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, just one, just try to choose one. We don't have all day. So <laughs> well, it depends if you're asking us or the kids. Yeah, no, I'm not, I was not asking the kids right now. Is there they a time? might have some I'm sure they do. opinions about I'm sure they that. do. Is this the call in part of the show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you think of anything? I mean, I'm sure there are little things. I'm sure I have, not but in I bad way. Just I fun. always tried really hard not to embarrass them. Like I didn't like intentionally embarrass mm-hmm. them. I'm sure I have embarrassed them, mm-hmm. but I always thought it was important, especially having a daughter as the first one, and just you know, just so important that she can trust me and that she knows I'm not gonna, you know. I'm sure she. I have done some weird things or dumb things that I didn't realize, but but no, yeah. I've really tried not to intentionally yeah. do that. I know I some like parents that. do I was that. Say, some parents some parents do, think it's funny and, and they'll do I don't that, really think and it's, it's funny. like yeah. I, I think you. I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a dicey situation there and how it could go. And I guess it depends on the relationship you have with that child. But uh, I've tried not to. And again, that doesn't mean I didn't, but I can't recall. Right. But I didn't, ever, I didn't do it on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah I, nothing comes to my mind yeah. either. I mean, aside from you never would. when they, they are walking away in front of their friends, with their friends from the car before school, and Pam would yell stuff like, Hey, don't sniff glue. Don't run with scissors. Don't eat broccoli with a friend. You know, all kinds of things. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I, I remember uh, Gary College, just a great friend and mentor of mine. Um, even before I ever got married or became a dad, he said one of the best things he understood of doing as a dad that he could do for his kids is to love his wife well um, and model that. And uh, so, uh, kind of whimsical more than embarrassing but you know even now in our life Anna and I are celebrating 25 years and I'll uh, you know I'll hug her and kiss her in the kitchen or something and they, are they like it, oh, oh they they're like, like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. my gosh you guys are <laughs> disgusting <laughs> and that's fun I yeah, but I Ryan I love what you said about the, just walking that line of because I I enjoy making people laugh it makes me feel more comfortable in life and yet I always want to be careful I never want people to laugh at my kids that yeah. you know right. when it's going to hurt them that yep. is such a great insight I mean just being you know being wise about stuff like that wow well it's challenging too because I have a really <clears throat> great relationship with my kids and we joke around and we play around all the time and and trying to always teach them, and it was so funny. This actually happened the other night, or was it last night or night before, where 
Kobe got a little carried away. I go, look, I'm not sure. That's that's how you do with your friends, not to me. I'm your dad. I'm not one of your friends. And he goes, oh, so you're not my friend? I go, <laughs> I'm your dad. Don't ever forget that. I'm your dad first. We'll be friends someday, but not today. And I would always tell my soccer players the same thing. You got plenty of friends. I got plenty of friends. You you know, and you don't need me to be your friend. I'm your coach, and it's I kind of care that as a parent. Kids don't need you. Don't need a parent to be a friend when they're growing up. They need a parent. They need a dad. They need a mom. And I do think that is a huge issue today. I think so many parents with good intentions don't want to be the bad guy, or whatever, and they want to be the friend, and that just creates you know some issues and some problems. But it is tough because you got to have that discipline as well as. But when you're close like that. You want to make sure you don't cross that line, embarrass them, or you know, go too far with it. So, what about some advice? What what would be some nuggets of advice you would maybe give to dads at any stage? You know, new, expecting, or future, or even just you know situations um, they already have kids. Well, Miriam, one of the things that's uh, come to my mind several times, and this is just since I've been in my forties, um, but as I've been in in counseling situations. Uh, just realizing that there's a big difference with the people who have uh, come from a stable background and and they, it sets them up in a, in a particular way to be stable themselves. And I realized that I, I came from a really dysfunctional family in a lot of ways. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was seven. But the one thing that they, they always did, and, and they always took us to church, and I think that's that's really helpful, but I knew that they loved me. I never doubted it. I never knew the idea of how some people feel like they have to perform to earn love. I didn't even know what that, that that was a thing. I just knew that my parents loved me unconditionally, no matter what I did. And I think that that goes a long way. And so aside from, you know, there are principles, but it's not about learning all those principles really well, like tennis rules and those kinds of things. But I really want to just love my kids well. I love that. I mean, that's awesome. You know, like you said, just they and they know it. They can feel yeah. safe and secure knowing that no matter what they do, or who they are, mm-hmm. dad and mom, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about dads right now, but both of you, I know, just love them with that unconditional love. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's huge. That's yeah. the best thing. And I always, when I would read to him at night and, and we'd pray at night, and I'd, I'd often tell him, no matter what you do, no matter who you become, I'll always love you. And then I'd ask him, why? And is it because I'm your daughter? Or my son. Yeah, I'm your son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I stole a couple of a couple of those nuggets from friend Pastor Joe Coffey. He he I remember him saying he would uh tell his kids if you lined up every every child in the world, I'd pick you every time. And uh and those kinds of words of affirmation unbelievable in kids' mm-hmm. lives. Um just yeah. So just trying to keep those. Uh, I, I try to remind dads too. Um, and it's fun because in my job, I get a chance to talk a lot with dads in all kinds of different stages. And I'll, one of the things I'll tell them is just treasure as best you can every stage because there's something wonderful, amazing about every stage and about the development and about what you'll experience. And man, realize how fast it goes because it... Cause it you know, it it may feel like a million years from hour to hour, but you blink your eyes and they're, you know, they're they're talking about starting to have their own kids, and mm. uh, not no Grace is not yeah, doing that. No, <laughs> no Grandpa but, Mark. Yeah, but no, but that's that's it, it. Just is don't you know? 
Don't wish away your life. Don't don't wish them into another phase of life. Mm. Figure out that what's amazing about what's going on and and really embrace it. That's good. Yeah, I, the two just loving them unconditionally, making sure every single day they know that in every way possible, um, and every chance I get, you know, when I would lay in bed with them at night and just letting them know, you know, I love you more than and any dad loves his kid in the whole world, right? And things like that. And you know, you're my favorite oldest daughter and you're my favorite mm-hmm. son you're my favorite youngest daughter and i would always every chance i get and um but just yeah but you know what if it's not in your actions if it's just words yeah, it's right. gotta be followed with actions and um and then the other one was just you alluded to it earlier is the the time that mm. there's one thing i have learned is kids want your time and your attention more than anything else and so if you tell them how much you love them but you don't show them that by your time and the attention you give them and it's not quality and quantity um you know then it's not going to mean as much. So for me, it's that that's part of the unconditional love and that loving them is that time and that attention. So I'll tell you what, here's a, here's a goofy one that I've had to kind of teach myself. And that is figure out modern tools because one way to communicate with, like even with Grace now, Grace doesn't talk on the phone. I grew up talking on the phone all the time. Um, Grace loves to text. Well, texting wasn't part of our generation growing up, but dads, you got to learn how to communicate to your kids in their language. And that might require some rewiring of us and some different use of different tools that we're not necessarily comfortable right. with. That's a good, good point. point. Yeah, kind of meet them where they are instead of making them, sure. you know, insisting that she talk on the phone. If that's not going to happen, you're like, that's fine. We're still going to communicate and have that. Actually, you can have constant kind of communication yeah. that FaceTime. way. Right? I, yeah. yeah. I mean, just seemed weird, but yeah. I thought, how cool. I We can FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Really good. You guys have been awesome. And, you know, I I was kind of touched my heart for sure because I did not have any of these experiences um, with my dad, but I'm, I'm okay. Trust me. Like, don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> I'm okay. But, but I love that just knowing that, you know, my kids do and like your kids and, you know, that there are, you know, some awesome dads out there. And I hope that some dads kind of take some of this to heart and it will, you know, help them and their kids. Because it, you know, I'm fine, but I do have that little piece, you know, that will always be missing, you know, although I'm fine. But, you know, that what that what could it have been? So I hope that, you know, maybe this can help some some other people. And it was super fun. And you guys, you guys are doing an amazing job as dads. And you're always going to be the dad, no matter how old they get, you know. Um, and so you always have that role. So thank you guys so much, so much for being here. Thanks. This episode has been sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. Discover more at lawrenceschool.org. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email any comments or suggestions to podcast at northeastohioparent.com.